Welcome to the Tell Janice Radio Show, where you will hear inspiring stories about life, love, and labor from amazing women to help lift you up. Now, here's your host, Janice. Thanks very much, and welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you're listening, and I'm sure you're going to learn a lot from our guest today. Before we get started, I wanted to remind you that if you know of a fabulous female that you would like me to give a shout-out with a few words of encouragement, acknowledgement, or congratulations, let me know their names by clicking on the link at telljanice.com. My guest today is Jasmine Sandler, who's going to be talking about how to build a powerful social brand that will lead to business. Jasmine is a global digital marketing and sales consultant and trainer in the areas of online branding, SEO, and B2B of social media. She's also the CEO of her own digital agency called Agency and has been since 2006. She has a niche service that will provide for CEOs and small business owners called Personal Branding Online. And with all that, she's also recently published her third book, How to Brand Yourself Online Like a CEO. Welcome to the show, Jasmine, and thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you, Janice. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy that you're joining us today. I always like to get started off by knowing a little bit about our guests. Can you share a little bit about yourself? Sure, absolutely. So uh, I think you gave me a good intro, but I'd like to extend that just a bit. So I think my story is, is interesting and in, in why I'm focused on social branding, uh, primarily for executives today. I actually uh, started my digital marketing career way back. Um, I built and sold a social network before that term was really ever coined. Back then, we used to call it online communities, online community development, forums, discussion boards. So I've been in digital marketing for a really long time. Previous to that, I, w I worked uh, in the advertising industry where I started with uh, Young and Rubicam. From there, uh, get involved with technology uh, at IBM as a, a data sales director. So I kind of combined my knowledge of B2B sales technology, and I really would call it branding, into uh, utilizing the web to drive business. I found that, and I still find today, that the web, the internet, is uh, obviously the most highly measurable medium of any medium, any advertising medium. So kind of flash forward to today in what I've done is I've, you know, I've kind of had firsthand experience in, uh, in kind of groundbreaking experience actually in uh, leveraging the internet to drive business um, from its inception, you know, in the AOL days mm -hmm. to today, which is, you know, like massive adoption globally of, social networking, social selling, mobile selling, which I do a lot of uh, lectures on. Um, anyway, so, you know, I have a, a real keen interest in, in the medium and furthermore, how um, businesses can use the web to drive business and how individuals can create relationships online to drive business, which is probably a lot of what I'm going to talk about today. So, right. um, yes, I've been in digital marketing for a really long time and I've kind of firsthand um, got my hands dirty in, in everything from, you know, managing very large search marketing projects to uh, directing thousands of websites to uh, social media marketing. So in this. that's terrific, Jasmine. How do you help business owners think differently about their businesses? Well, uh, you know, the, I think that there's a range of business owner, right? So, and I provide a couple of different services on the, on the coaching and consulting side of my business, I think that's what I truly do is, is I help to educate. I think that's the key word, educate business owners on both their opportunities as well as I open their eyes up to 
what they need to commit to. Uh, certainly when it comes to a personal brand uh, and certainly when it comes to their own business, if, if it's a smaller business, right? So, right. you know, I, I educate them on their opportunities. I help them to uncover and really visibly see, you know, who their target audience is online, what their online behaviors are, how to engage them in an authentic way, which is not a piece of cake. You know, it's not like what I'm talking about, steps one, two, and three. It actually does take time, effort, and uh, it takes listening. And that's really what social media was born on, which was data mining. So for business owners, right. um, and that's why I'm launching on my on my back end of my site, um, starting in October, I'm launching from October through about, let's say, January, February, six different courses, all kind of crash courses, all very much for smaller business owners or, you know, business owners that have small businesses that are growing. So that's, you know, I think a small business owner versus someone that is either a mid-market decision maker or I've worked with enterprise level C-levels um, and their education is much, much different. You know, they've been in the game right. for a while. They're probably not seeing results. And um, it's really about helping them to identify, you know, like, for example, I've worked with many manufacturing companies who've been doing business in a great way for a really long time in an old school kind of what I call like boys network of selling, but haven't used the web. So they need to think in a different way, um, but still leverage their own business processes. So you mentioned boys network. Oh, um, in my training, it's it's a mix uh, in the in my training work that I deliver right. um, my but I have done lots of training for female executive groups, and I've also had, honestly, the luck of having some fantastic female clients as um, my private clients, my private consulting clients for personal branding. And I haven't, like, I haven't gone out there. You wouldn't look on my LinkedIn profile, and it says I only work with female executives, right? That's a large right. piece of what I do, but I never, I think, um, I wasn't cognizant it wasn't a cognizant effort of mine to go out there and say I only want to work with female executives they tend to have gravitated toward me because I think that they see me as a woman that's been in digital marketing for a really long time and I think that they're more maybe more comfortable right talking right. to me you know what I mean you know what I mean as a woman so um so I think that when I share with them my personal story of personal branding, my own story of developing businesses, my own story of building, you know, multi-million dollar sales for other agencies, they can more identify with me as a woman and as a business owner. And I, I just, you know, that's a little bit of my own introspection and thinking about why are they gravitating towards me. But I do, and I also do enjoy training female executives groups because I, their feedback is very vocal, which I enjoy. You know, they tend to really communicate more. Um, and that's really what it takes. Yeah, they're a little different. But um, no, I don't just work with female groups. I have great male, you know, led companies that I work with as well. So, Well, absolutely. That's why I was trying to have our listeners know that you worked with and have worked and currently working with both females and males. And was there a moment where you found yourself with a group of males and felt like, wow, I, I can do this? 
I can hold myself and help my, you know, hold my own with that group of, of men CEOs. To be honest with you, I've been working with men my whole career. Um, and uh, that's, I think maybe that's one of the reasons, again, why the women tend to, towards, to gravitate towards my experience. So, you know, when I was at IBM, and I think that through my sales career, you know, most of my work has been in business to business, mid-market enterprise level sales training, consulting, solutioning, right? So when I was at that level for a number of different companies as a consultant, and even as an employee at IBM, most of my peers were men. So I, um, I'm i just used to being in that environment, you know, so it doesn't... So you're comfortable, yeah. you're comfortable in that environment. That's, that's terrific. Yeah, I'm comfortable yeah. in either environment. I think that I'm what I hear from my clients after they work with me, you know, I obviously ask, always ask for a testimonial, you know, a lot of what they like about me or like about my writing is that people say, oh, you're really direct. And I think that comes from the fact that I've always worked with men, you know, and that's the right. way men make decisions. So when you've told me, too, that you like training people, can you talk a little bit more about that and when that started in your career as far as deciding oh. that you were good at it? Not everybody's good at training. Yeah. So I'm glad you asked me that because that's taken and I'm sure there's you know, folks that are listening and that are, that are business owners that are either in a space where they, maybe they just started a business from like left a corporate career or something like that, or are still finding their way in their business. And I think that, um, and that's what I do a lot in my courses on personal branding is I help people kind of find their, their home, you know, their niche in business. And for me, you know, I've been in digital marketing for a long time, sales, marketing, PR, even branding, and I've done consulting and I've done the employee route and all that. I've even been, a, you know, a manager. And what I found is, you know, I think it was back, you know, when the economy crashed in 2008, that 2009, what I call it the non-tax period. That's like my joke. Um, it's like, you know, everybody was scrambling, right? And And I was scrambling like everyone else that I knew and kind of reinventing my my agency agency online marketing and so at that time I said well you know what why don't I stay afloat by going out and consulting for other agencies so I started to consult for other agencies and I started to consult and find myself actually training these clients that I was consulting for because they didn't want to hire new people, right? It was like that ROI, like, are we going to outsource? We're going to insource, you know what I'm saying? So I started to do that training. Um, and then from that kind of consulting and training work to, to feed more of that business, I had to go out there and do a lot of public speaking. Personally, I've never been trained on public speaking in my life. And I just said, okay, I'm just going to go do it. And I remember one of my first speaking engagements in New York was, um, it was a, it was Groundhog Day. I remember it because there was a blizzard mm -hmm. and it was just terrible weather. And it was like the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. It was just the whole thing was like a complete mess. The whole setup, the audiovisual, the whole thing was just completely terrible. They didn't even have a screen. And I got up there and everybody was in a bad mood. Like, you know, it was just a terrible day. And right. I had to just perform and I had no slides. I had nothing. And I like, I kicked butt, you know, and I just found that I loved it. Like I really enjoyed it because it was such, for me, it was fun. And I got to interact with the people and they learned something from it and it was a challenge. 
So um, I started to do a lot of speaking, and I've done over 250 presentations since 2014 now. I kind of count them um, because I try to improve every single time I do anything. And I recently kind of got involved with the National Speakers Association, which is an amazing, amazing organization. It's just so supportive, right? And I started to kind of um, objectively kind of view speakers that I really admire, really, really admire, you know? And I said to myself, you know what? I'm a speaker, but I'm more of a trainer and that's what I really enjoy. And I think there's a difference from somebody delivering a motivational speech to someone that gets their hands dirty and educates. And that's me. And that's what I've always done. You know, I've always been hands-on. I've just always been that way. So I like, I like seeing people's eyes light up when, or like nodding their heads or taking down notes. Like that gets me really amped up when I'm training because I see that it's making a difference in somebody's career and their life. And so that's what I'm literally a hundred percent committed to right now. Right. That's terrific. So I, I liked your story about when you made a mess to a success when nothing was working in your presentation, I've been in those kind of situations <laughs> and you kind of, you sucked it up and, and you did it and you felt good about it. And that I think is for our listeners, something that um, we all need to go through as either business people and making speeches and being in front of people and having not everything go the way you want it to go. Right. I liked that story. Um, you yeah, also yeah. mentioned that you, you are right. You are a um, now a Vistage speaker and a Vistage trainer. Can you tell our listeners about Vistage? I swear I love Vistage. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Um, I have I have been a member and a speaker of many many organizations. Many. I'm a lead instructor for many organizations, right? And I put Vistage on top of every single one of them. I mean, no offense to all the other organizations, but I have never felt so in line with the people that I'm training. So, you know, it's primarily for, as a member, you know, you need to be either, either a CEO or a managing director or have a management decision-making role at a, at a company. I forget what the uh, annual revenue cap is, but you know, it's, you get, the company has to be like at least a $10 million company or something in annual revenues. But the point is, is Vistage is really, it's not only, I think extremely business minded, you know, for any, any executive that's really serious about their business. Um, it is a group that takes them out of that isolation. And it's a group that really helps you to, to be honest with your weaknesses and your businesses and get you to the next level. And right now I've trained now two Vistage groups here in New York. And um, I am, uh, you know, planning on doing, I think I have lined up like three other trainings right now through January for different Vistage groups and leaders and whatever. And, um, you know, I think that what I really personally enjoy if, you know, if you are that type of decision maker on the call now is uh, you will definitely see a lift in your business. Like I I can't tell you how many associations, networking groups, so many that I've been a speaker and a presenter for and and trainer. And I just take Vistage and I, I say that this, I have no problem promoting them. They're just, it's just amazing. So one of my current clients right now, Rachel Braun Cheryl, who's an amazing Mm -hmm. leader, leader in her industry. um, You know, I told her you need to get involved with Vistage right away. You know, it's like, you know, for my clients and for colleagues and peers that I think can really benefit from like-minded, serious, you know, experienced business people to take their business to the next level. I'm recommending Vistage. I just think it's fantastic. Um, So 
That's that's great. Um, a lot of women that chose a safe career path are now getting a little older, Jasmine, and wiser and adopting a path of living out their passion. Would you advise young women to pursue their passions first or take the safe route? <laughs> well, I have experience on helping on both sides. So I'll take the younger women first, right? So I, I had an internship program that I used to run for years with my agency. I literally, I just don't have the time for it anymore. It's the only reason I stopped doing it like two years ago. But every summer, I would literally commit myself to helping up to four interns. And believe me, it was really hard work. And, um, but, you know, I wanted to help them. And obviously, I had it, my own kind of benefit in there, too. I wanted to groom them to be part of my agency, right? So, and I've worked with, um, you know, some young women. And I think for them, listen, if they, it, they have to have either, they, if they have some innate talent where they're like the best of the best in that one area, yeah, you know what, go after that and develop that skill and grow it out. But if you're still finding your way and you don't know where you want to go or you think you know where you want to go but you don't have the experience you need experience I just that's to me as a business owner and somebody that's mentored young people I think that they really do need the experience and an internship at least the way I did the internships I don't know about anybody else I and this is what I do when I consult for my clients too I look to define their best strengths and then blow out those strengths, you know? So I think if I were a younger person, I would want to get my feet wet um, and get a lot of experience and also either direct with the company uh, and then furthermore on your own. I mean, I, you know, I have training programs online. <laughs> so I think right. that um, that's an opportunity that we didn't have, like, you know, whatever, 15 years ago or whatever. Now those opportunities online for young people to educate themselves. You know, I'm a LinkedIn trainer. I've been doing that for doing that for like five right. years now. And, you know, the acquisition of Linda, which I wrote an article on, like there's so many opportunities to get educated, uh, but they will need the education and the experience. So that's for the younger people. For the older women, um, you know, they generally clients that I've worked with in that area, they generally know they have a sense of what their strengths are and they know the types of companies that they've worked for. So it's just a matter of for the older women to define, you know, where have they had the most success and where have they seen the best results in helping others? That's what I have found. And from that, I've seen older women, like mainly the women I've worked with have been in like in their fifties. Um, I, you know, that's where they'll identify, Hey, you know what? Like I have, I have helped, you know, others um, reinvent their, their careers, or I've helped others. Like I've worked with stylists. I mean, I could give you so many examples, but it, you know, it's really for them. It, it's about more of an assessment and an, an analysis of what they've done to date and what they really feel kind of good at. And also um, I have them generally do, a little bit of an assessment, um, talking to peers or employers or anybody that's ever given them right. a testimonial to say, hey, you know, what do you think I'm great at? Because that's what get you, you need that feedback to make those decisions a lot of the time. Um, and that's right. what I've seen has worked with my clients. Well, th that's terrific advice for younger and our older folks listening. What I found in the in the past in my experiences, um, and I think you and I talked about this, how do we help our, our daughters, how do we help our children start off on a different path and not reach possibly their 50 plus years and decide that they want to do 
something different. But I think what I'm hearing you say, too, is even if you're 50 plus, you can use your experience to move to a different level and, and find your happiness. But with so many things that you do, Jasmine, did you ever reach a point where you thought that your work was dominating your life? And if so, what did you do about it? Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, one of the things that I do, and I talk about this all the time, is, you know, I live by my calendar, right? I think I introduced you to Nancy Snell, who is an amazing yes. business coach. She's amazing. So, you know, Nancy, you know, I, I worked with her and she helped me because I have such a busy schedule <laughs> to um, make sure that I have on my schedule and something I've always tried to do time for me. I, it's just, you have to nurture yourself, you know? So for me, I, I love athletics and I love exercise. And to me, those things are equally as important as my business. So I put those things on my calendar just as they were a meeting. You know what I mean? So I always take time out for that. Otherwise, I won't be happy, and then nobody else is going to be happy around me anyway. So that's number one. And then number two is, uh, yes, I found myself there. And that's why when we talked about the training, I have made that decision to focus more of my efforts on the training because that's what I truly enjoy and what people say that I'm great at, you know? Um, so I don't mind putting in like, you know, no sleep for three days on my courses because I know that that's what I want to do. Right. Thank you also for that. And um, you've um, let me know and our listeners know that you've written three books. Would you like to talk about those? Yeah, sure. My first book is um, actually a, a section of the uh, – so I've been a, a speaker and a writer for – PR Newswire. So PR, PR Newswire, if any, you know, anybody listening is involved with PR. <laughs> um, they are, I think, for me, like the top organization for PR professionals. And my agency uh, and a lot of what I do as a consultant um, has ties into utilizing online PR as an effective marketing channel. So I've been a speaker at their conferences. Their conferences are amazing. And, um, you know, I've also been a writer for their blog. And so I had the opportunity a few years ago to write you know, a whole kind of like mini book for their guidebook, which is humongous. I actually still carry around because it's like the best encyclopedia ever on, wow. you know, writing, writing for the web. So uh, that is all, it's, it's really geared towards my peers in PR and marketing that need to understand how do you lie, how to utilize search engine optimization, which is one of my core kind of strength services, businesses, consulting service, whatever, um, how to, how to utilize search engine optimization to support content development and furthermore, how to write for the web because traditionally in PR, you know, it was run by like standard press releases and mm -hmm. newsroom stuff. You know what I mean? So, so it's about making that stuff convertible to a digitized format. So anyways, I wrote this uh, mini book there. So that's, that's on Amazon. And then, uh, and then my other books, one is uh, branding and sales, the LinkedIn way. So as I mentioned, uh, a lot of what I do as a trainer is LinkedIn sales and LinkedIn marketing. So I have copywritten programs. I've developed the, all the documents are on my website and all the examples and all the stuff. But basically I wrote – I write like very um, – my writing is always like in terms of uh, – it's very action-oriented, right? So it's, it's a right. manual. I, I call it a manual for utilizing LinkedIn for branding and sales for an individual and that individual can be a sales professional. It could be a CEO. Okay. It could be a marketing director, whatever, but the, it's really a step-by-step -step guide manual. that's also on Amazon on how to use LinkedIn 
um, for personal branding and sales. And then my third book, which you mentioned, which just came out last, or actually this was it May 7th? I can't remember. But anyway, um, is how to brand yourself online like a CEO. And again, it's a manual for personal branding online. And so it's, you know, I make my book the size that you can put them in your bag and get on a plane and read them. And um, that's what that's it is. Perfect. You know, it's a main, yeah. I mean, like I have books from my peers, which are amazing. And I promote and support my peers in my industry. But I find them to be in line with their style. And my style is not like write a 300-page book. My style is write a 70, 100-page book that's like like a car manual. <laughs> and that's how I write. Um, and that's my editorial style. So anyway, so, so that book is, you know, it goes through the steps. Like how do you find your niche as a personal brand? Like how do you write your messaging? Where should you start with the social platforms? A lot of what I'm building out in this course that I'm launching, and the book supports that. That's that's great, Jasmine. Um, you also have a couple of special offers for our listeners. Do you want to let us know about those? Yes. So uh, first and foremost, foremost is my course. So I'm launching uh, my personal branding online crash course in October. It's going to be on my website. Um, so for anybody that um, signs up and obviously mentions your radio show, I'm giving a 15% off. And then um, on my, yeah. And then on my related book, how to brand yourself online, like a CEO, um, anybody that's interested, I have that book set up uh, on the Kindle for 99 cents. I mean, I really don't think that you can beat that price. <laughs> so I don't think um, so. <laughs> like it's not even a dollar. So anyway, <laughs> whatever. So it's set up for 99 cents and um, I'm going to do that through probably the end of the year, you know, because I just want people to have that book. It's very, very helpful. So, um, so that's it. Those are my, my two offers. Well, thanks Jasmine. What's your website so our listeners can get in touch with you and um, find out more about your, your services. How can they best get in touch with you? Yeah, sure. So my website is www.jasminesandler.com. So it's J A S. M-I-N-E-S-A-N-D-L-E-R.com. And there's a lot of information on there. Um, on my blog, there's a lot of like how-to guides. I also have, there I have downloadable action plans there. I have slides here. I have videos. So there's a lot of actual education and tips that people can use. Um, I have an online calendar on there. So if anybody wants to book, I do um, a free 15-minute phone consult. Like, <laughs> it's funny because I had a very prestigious day school book a phone call consult with me the other day and they said I have one question and they needed an immediate answer and I helped them in less than 15 minutes so it was like the smartest use of their time right so right. I encourage people to use that because if you have like some burning question and I can answer it really fast um, I offer that um, when my time is available I also have an assistant you know that is really great golly at managing my calendar so you can always reach out to her, but um, it, literally everything is on my website. Uh, these courses that I'm launching, they are going to be on the back end of the site. So, you you know, all anybody needs to do to get notification about those is sign up for an alert through my newsletter on my website in the footer. It says sign up for the newsletter. I'll just get, will my team will get an alert and when the, uh, we'll let you know when the course comes out if they're interested in getting the offer on the course. Well, great. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for being on the show today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. I love the questions and the format, and uh, thank you for the time as well. It's been terrific, and it's been really interesting um, an amazing discussion. I've learned a lot, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. And part of 
the Tell Janice radio show is also to give some shout-outs, and I have a couple shout-outs to do right now. Two coming from Carol Baker. She wants to shout-out to Robin Gentry McGee, and she wants to thank her for being a warrior in the food as medicine space, for making the world a better place for those living with feeding tubes. Also, she wants to give a shout-out to Sylvain Hutchison, and she'd like to congratulate her for the awesome work she's doing to help empower executives to live their highest and most productive life, especially female C-suite executives. Thank you very much for the shout-outs. And we're going to take a short break. Every three minutes, another woman gets the news that she has breast cancer. And here are some of the first words she hears. Hertenew Oncogene. Aromatase inhibitor, ductal carcinoma in situ. What do these words mean? How are you going to decide what to do if you can't even say what you have? Listen to me, Shirley Jones. As soon as you get your diagnosis, go to breastcancer.org. It's a special place on the Internet where you can learn how to say all those breast cancer words and find out what they mean. At breastcancer.org, You can learn more about your particular kind of cancer and your treatment options. Prepare a list of questions for your next doctor's visit and get all kinds of other useful information to guide you and your family through this. Breastcancer.org, the first place to go the minute you find out you have breast cancer. You've been listening to the Tell Janice Radio Show. If you'd like to be a guest or suggest a guest for the show, Or if you would like to nominate a fabulous female for a shout-out by Janice on the live show, please visit www.telljanice.com. Please share this episode with your social network and help us lift women up. Join us next week for another episode of Tell Janice.